1: At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's talk about John Thompson. And I know that the, the joke that's been running around on on Twitter is like how many people thought that, that Georgetown was a HBCU, but damn it if they weren't telling the truth because it it felt that way it felt like that was like the blackest school in in america
2: you know it's it's one of those things that now that i'm of the age that i am i'm i'm a year away from 40 and i i sort of see that from a from a distance It, it it's this strangely rejuvenating feeling about something that even though i knew at the time I didn't necessarily know anybody who was a Hoyas fan who wasn't from D.C. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew a crap ton of Hoyas fans from D.C. That was filling up my cup in terms of, like, what we knew of ourselves and that whole pride around it. And so as I grew older and people would, like, sort of show me a necessary deference as kind of a black sports fan because I was, I don't want to say on some level a real Hoyas fan, but I was one from D.C. It was, it was strangely empowering to know, like, damn, this really lasted with people. Didn't just stick with them then. And that HBCU thing is, I mean, it's kind of funny and it, it has its place. But, like, for me, bro, it was much bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? This guy was D.C. basketball. And I said on Twitter, you know, he's the most important black man in D.C. sports history. And that's, that's just literally nothing close to an understatement for me, like, at all.
1: How do you? How did that manifest itself, like in DC? Because look, I'm I'm a DePaul kid, so I'm I'm a I'm someone that grew up in in the era of independent basketball with Georgetown and Notre Dame and DePaul and Marquette, like all of these incredible basketball programs that didn't have a home inside of a conference back in the day. So for Georgetown, like what? What was it like to to experience that up close?
2: There's two parts about that, and one of them is the fan part that I'll explain first. You know, when I was a kid, that was my first real experience with big-time sporting events. My dad was a season ticket holder. He would go with his friends, and then he started taking me. He was like, you know what? F this. Like, I'm just going to take my son. You know, and I was about eight years old, it was Alonzo's first year, and I just remember my sort of, you know, my genetic imprint of what big time basketball is was that's the team we root for. And that guy's the coach. That's what it looks like, you know. And so the child in me saw that leadership and that exchange, never mind the excitement of the team. And it was, uh, you know, it's a base level part of my DNA of, as as a black person, like straight up. You know, never mind as a sports fan. And so how it manifested as that as a fan was one thing. The other way that it manifested was a very sort of simple, I I, I don't want to say sort of human economics way, which was a big time college basketball program was run by a brother from the city who had been about basketball his whole life. So the basic sort of feeder system of people around the game was always robust always top grade and always something to be admired and want to be a part of. You know, you talk about the Kenner League in terms of the Summer League. That's now the Nike Pro Camp. You talk about just in terms of the fact that he was a high school coach in D.C. for so long. I mean, the roots were the deepest. And it wasn't like a joke. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it was. So I I can't even, like, think about the concept of basketball in many ways without directly attaching it to the experience that John Thompson provided. Camps, whatever, You know, just Hoyas basketball was a presence in the black community in D.C. in a way that I don't really know that anything else from a team standpoint ever has been in my life, to be very honest.
1: Considering the proximity to College Park, what was that like? Well, like how how did people kind of justify maybe having that connection with the University of Maryland, but then also having. The, this team in Georgetown that's you know not too far away kind of sweep in and, and take over the area?
2: You know, the, t- the, the timing of them always worked out well because they were good as in the Hoyas in an era in which, you know, Maryland was relevant but not vicious. And when Georgetown made their downturn, that's when Maryland sort of swung back to the national prominence with Gary. And so for a long time, the John Thompson versus lefty thing was an issue, but John said it simply. I don't need to play local schools. I'm a national program. Forget y'all. You know what I'm saying? He went full – I don't even know how to say it. Just, just peak black on that. I'm going to do what I want. I'm building what I want to build. And so it was just a different experience to be a fan of that team. So it wasn't necessarily a whole ton of overlap – depending on what kind of person you were. You know what I'm saying? The issues he had this nice little situation. Charter school with Maryland. You know what I'm saying? Like they're doing their thing kind of the regular way. Georgetown showing up with hoodies and boots. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Blasting music. Talking about it. It's dunking on your head. It wasn't the same thing, Loho. You know what I mean? So it wasn't really a whole lot of choices to be made. It was kind of made for you on some level. And for me, it was always our family, everybody. Yeah, man, Hoy's basketball. Get out of here.
1: All right, let's let's get into that. Let's get into the fashion aspect of it. Let's get into the the cultural impact of the G of the Bulldog. Like at, at, look, I, again, I'm a kid from Chicago. I grew up loving DePaul. Like DePaul was my school even before. It was my school. But right. I definitely had the Georgetown starter jacket back in the day because like if you were down with Georgetown, like you were down with something that had real significance in the community. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the easiest
2: way to put it. And I think the cool part about specifically being from DC was that that joint was fly, just flatly. It was cool gear to wear. They had dope iconic colors. You out in your Georgetown gear, you looking good and the story, you know what I'm saying? And so how that became a, a a place mark in DC specifically, I mean, I can't even think of the words. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is just part of what people did. You had your Hoyas gear, that was it. You know what I'm saying? The gray was fly, the black was flyer. You always wanted to know what Georgetown was wearing that next year. And the Kenty cloth, oh, I mean, that was peak everything, you know? It was the coolest uni they ever had and it had just the lovely, just the right touch of the Kenti claw to let you know we black and we still fitting this in to our regular look and rotation and it's dope. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the thing. It was always everything happened with a level of confidence that frankly rocking the gear gave you a little bit of, Oh yeah. You know, and you felt it in a way that mattered. And that's because John was the realist. You know, there was no chance you were going to be faking the funk if you were a Hoya saying it wasn't possible. You know what I'm saying? The whole situation was just too real. That's just what it was. I mean, just what a time, man.
1: What a time. Clinton, you and I deal with coaches who often try to talk that shit about, I am here to help build men. I I am here to get these young men through college. And I know that there are some that truly believe that and work towards doing it, but when you go back and look at all of the young men that got degrees, that got degrees from Georgetown under John Thompson, it is uh, it is unreal to, to...
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corrient.
1: To say that that's someone who kept their promise in that regard.
2: And you know what was so funny about it too? Is that John loved the fact that people hated him for that. You know what I'm saying? He loved the fact that people were like, oh, they didn't have that against him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's taking guys that most people would consider not college material. And getting them in a system at an elite university. And there's no argument if they're all graduating. You know what I'm saying? You can be as black as you want to be. You can be as successful as you want to be, and they graduate anyway. So what you gonna say? You know, he did everything right, and he made it all work because nobody had a choice. Because what were you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was, it was a standard of excellence that bled into a lot of parts of your life in terms of what you thought made sense for yourself. You know, you don't want to be out here embarrassing John Thompson. What's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? That's not how anybody operates. And that's why that Rayful story is so crazy. Rayful Evans, you know what I'm saying? The big time crack dealer who ended up getting put in federal prison for many years on RICO laws, some of the earliest forms of it. People are like, oh, he stood up to Rayful this, that, and the third like it was some fistfight in the street with a bully. Nah, B. John talked to that man and said, yo, man, we can't have this. We got too much going. This is not an option. If my man's in trouble, you need to save him. You know what I'm saying? That's basically how he hit man's up, and that was the kind of pull he had in the community because that was real talk. Crack is killing D.C. in the 80s and 90s. Last thing we need is that general banging out the Hoyas. That is not an option, and that's how he came correct, and that's what ended up happening. And It's an unfortunate situation, obviously, in terms of what happens with drug dealers and going away to federal pen- penitentiaries, but when you got starters in the news headlines rumored to be hanging out with drug dealers. And your coach comes in and says, "How about nah?" And it works. In the murder capital of America, the blackest city in America. My God, I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean,
1: my man is a titan
2: in the game on so many levels.
1: Let me ask you about all the people that were intimidated by John, like other coaches. That the way that he did things was so different from what it is that they were doing, that there was some fear. So what was that like to see up close? You know, I, I think it's, it's, it's interesting how I hear that
2: manifested to other people because while I understood it, like, you, you got to understand, it's one of those things, like, to me, John Thompson represented just what strength was. You know, there, there, there was nothing that looked at, looked at John for me that said that's something to be feared. To me, as a kid, I looked at him as somebody to be admired and copied, you know? And so, you you know, people ask me all the time, I mean, dang, brother, you be loud in people's faces all the time. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is kind of, like, how I have been taught to manifest what, what pride and confidence in yourself is. And so when people say, oh, yeah, he was physically intimidating and all that, well, I mean, okay, deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's Big John. That's exactly what you get, you know? And if he's the guy that's as smart, as compassionate, and don't forget this part, he's lo-ho, as innovative as he was. You know, the Big East wasn't just something that sort of fell out of the sky. It was him and Calhoun and Behan and all those guys who built a conference. The way that we look at sports in terms of exclusive deals for conferences on TV's, Exclusive contracts for sneakers. That was those guys doing that first. Big John wasn't just contributing to D.C. He was contributing to the culture of college basketball and sports overall. He was a part of that, too. And so for me, when you say that's somebody to be feared, I kind of go back to that thing I say on Twitter a lot, which is you need more black friends. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) John is one of the best that we got. You know what I'm saying? John is one of the best that we got and we all know that. And if you're scared of John, that means you're in the wrong. You know what I'm saying? And I got no problems trusting his judgment on that every single time.
1: You know what I kept thinking about while we we're talking? I kept thinking about how Georgetown was at the center of the movie Above the Rim. Yeah. That that yeah. like it like the the aspiration is not just to go play basketball in college. You got a chance to go play at Georgetown, so don't right. mess this up because you might right. get in and get get a chance to play for Big John at George. Like to think about the you talk about cultural impact. Like I still say that that soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks that's ever been created for a movie. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But but the fact that it's at the center of that movie that that's the carrot at the end of it. Forget about the pros. You might go right. to Georgetown, so right. so don't you know, mess this up. I mean, you're you're exactly right about that, and it's it's it's
2: wild to think about too, because like I, I don't know, man. Like people, it's it's like people don't get it. You know, like Hoyas basketball was excuse my French here, the shit. I, you know, there's just, there's just no other way to put it. And so when I look back on sort of like what my life is and I, and I think about how Thompson has impacted me and my family and my friends and guys I grew up playing ball with, like I, I, it's not that I'm super sad about the fact that he's gone in the context of oh my God, I can't believe it. I mean, you know, people's time comes and his run is, is legendary. It's just that I have this weird feeling of, like, yo, who would I be had Georgetown Williams basketball not been such an integral part of me? That That's the strange thing, is that, like, this is a chunk that is irremovable from the entire makeup of who I kind of just kind of am. You know? And that's that's weird to think about on some level. But at the same time, very fulfilling, because that's the whole point you know, and it's just, I don't know, man. It's one of those things where you think about what you spent your time doing in your life that you're glad you did. And I called my dad and just talked to him for a minute about it. I just said, thank you to him. I said, thank you for making me a part of that experience firsthand as a child and explaining to me what leadership looked like through this team and excitement and really taking the time. It was just really cool. And it's what, you know, my, sort of genesis sports fan experience was. And he said, you know what, Clinton? And he doesn't say this a lot, but he said it then now. He said, it was important for you and me to do that together. And they were some of our best times. And he went on to say, you know, the quote I remember the most from Big John was people always ask him, what are you trying to do with these young men? Because he's plucking brothers out the hood, getting all sorts of characters that people are like, who are these jokers? He says, I'm not trying to teach him how to win on the court only that we can do because that i'm good at he said i'm also trying to teach him how to win in life when everybody they're playing against is cheating and that was what my dad just told me that stuck with him about that and it was just i don't know man it summed up the whole thing about what he really meant to people's lives like we have to succeed whatever the hell we do this basketball thing is working we all love it and we're all good at it let's do it the best that we can for us and you know what we just might take it all the way to the top and god damn it he did straight up
1: my dude this was awesome i appreciate you uh thanks for 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 uh wanting to speak on this because i think that it is important to have that perspective on it
2: i appreciate you man i love you and uh you know hoya saxa man i don't even know what else to say bro
1: <laughs> hoya saxa indeed man